What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bike Race Weekly. I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Gerard. Hey, guys. How's it going? Sorry, I cut you off. It's okay. My name is Rick, and we're here after a uh, short little break. Yeah, yeah. Doing some bike racing and things. We've been a little busy. Yeah, we got busy last week, so... We decided to take just a short break. I thought it was good for us. Yeah, you know, we are in the off-season, so it's always good to take little breaks here and there. I will say, this is episode 20. So, 20... We've, we've 20, made it 20, 20 episodes in. 20 episodes. Are we going to keep doing it? Yeah, we'll keep doing it until I think so. we don't want to do until it anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know? Still having fun with it. Same here, man. I mean, I'm not going to lie, you know, getting into the winter... Topics are a little bit tougher to come up with. That's um, true. We don't want to keep doing the same topics over and over. But Yeah, and we'll see how much fat bike racing that we cover. So, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, well, you actually raced your bike this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I had a good time racing my bike. Uh, I call it my first official cyclocross race. I'd say, your yeah, your first official cyclocross race on an official cyclocross bike. Yeah, you know, technically it's not my... I just realized nothing's coming through my headphones. Oh, you're just talking to yourself. Yeah, I'll just take them out. Yeah, you don't need them. So, yeah, it's it was my first cyclocross race um, ever. Well, on a cyclocross bike. And you actually did this race with me two years ago, but you did it on a mountain bike. Yeah, and that's why I call it my first official mountain bi- or cyclocross race was because I did it on a cyclocross bike. Yeah, so how was it? How did it go for you? Uh, I had a really good time. Um, rained a little bit. No. Well, the well, day the before. Day before, day got, before. It got a little muddy. It, it got muddy the day before, but the day of was honestly like perfect conditions. It was a little overcast, and later the sun did come out. But, you know, I, I got to say, like, perfect conditions, like 50 degrees. So I warmed up with, like, arm warmers and a vest. But during the race, uh, I, w- I was working up a sweat that's like my favorite weather for cyclocross sunny well i guess it was overcast for you but sunny like somewhere between 40 and 50 degrees you don't get too hot you don't overheat but you don't need to have like a ton of like arm warmers and thermal skin suits and stuff like that on yeah and it's kind of different from like crit racing because in cyclocross racing i think i averaged 175 beats per minute for my heart rate okay my max heart rate's 195 yeah so i was you know in that you know, so it, zone five yeah, heart rate. It, you were just going hard. Yeah, I think that's like a cyclocross race. You're just going as hard as you can the yeah. entire race. So you're going to get hot. Oh, yeah. So I think that's why it works that you do this when it's colder. Well, yeah, that's the you whole know? point. The whole like history behind cyclocross is it was started as a cross training sport. So, I mean, that's what the whole idea is getting off your bike, but you're still kind of on your bike. Yeah, I don't know. Some European country invented it in, like, the 50s. I've seen, like, uh, videos of British cyclocross races in the 50s, which look crazy, and they just run up hills with their bikes, and it's, like, kind of like a cross-country race, too. So it's pretty neat. But, yeah, that's the whole reason why we raced it in the winter. Yeah. Winter, fall. Yeah, so I did the Cat 3 race, and I'm not sure if... I think it was just a Cat 3 race. The Cat 3 race and the single speed race... Which are back-to-back races. Oh, okay. So I went into this really with zero expectations, and I just really wanted to have a good time with it. The I was thinking about doing three races, but because it was looking like, like rain, I decided not to do three. Mm. 
and if you do two races, the first one is full price, and the second one is ten dollars. And you're kind of a cheap date, so you're always gonna yeah. go for that second uh, cyclocross race. Yeah. And the the third race is free, which is uh, why I wanted did, to wait, do three. Did you do three? No. Oh, no. okay. It was supposed to rain. There's a reason why the third race yeah. is free. I actually got really lucky because like all week it said thunderstorms all day, mm-hmm. and that's why I said I'm, I'm only gonna do two races. The only reason I did do this race was because it I just wanted to race cyclocross. Yeah. And I had I haven't been able to yet. So and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to this week because I have a wedding this week. So I was like, screw it. I'm gonna be in the area anyways. Rain or shine, let's race. So thoughts from a first time cyclocross racer. Did you enjoy the type of racing? I think this was pretty much the only kind of bicycle racing that you haven't tried aside from like BMX racing. Yeah. I had a great time. Like this was yeah. definitely a good like don't be competitive but still try kind of racing. Mm-hmm. And then um, I did single speed, nice. and so I was pretty like worked after that first race. Yeah. So I threw it into a really easy gear, and I just kind of had fun with it. And I actually didn't do that bad. Yeah. So I was actually passing people because I was on such a low gearing mm-hmm. that going <clears> up all the hills and stuff were pretty easy when everybody had to get off their bikes or were really struggling to get up hills because they were overgeared. I think the thing I like about single speed racing is that it really makes you think about your line choice. And instead of like thinking about the, the correct gear, you're just thinking about how to best like carry your speed and the fastest lines around the course to mo- maintain momentum pretty much. Yeah. And just doing, just doing laps after laps after laps and it being my first time, mm-hmm. I was really picking up on all the, the right things to do. So my geared race and my single speed race were almost the exact same times. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, and we did the exact same, the, the same amount of laps. Perfect. So well, it was, I was pretty happy. You got like the first race to kind of check out all the lines and then the second race to like nail them down. Exactly. So I had a really good time with it. Nice, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you. Happy for you. Yep. And my birthday's coming up soon and oh, there's a second cross yeah. race just down the road from here. The, is it on your birthday? It's uh, well, my birthday is on a Tuesday, and the race is on oh, Sunday. What are we doing for your birthday? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, uh, yeah. So that's in some prairie. That'll be a really cool cyclocross race. Um, was that what the one in Sheehan Park? Yes. Okay. The yeah. second one is at the like the race car track. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's a good course. I think that's put on by Brazen Dropouts, the local Madison team. Okay, M- maybe it seems far from where they're kind of located. But well, they put it on in 2016. I remember. Oh, there's a few. It's races. a good. It's a good venue. That's okay. probably why they picked it. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, so that's like lacrosse, but it's also getting to be the time of the year where it's just kind of cold and rainy and almost winter, but not really winter. So. For a lot of people, cyclocross is like the best way to pass the time. But, you know, there's also like a group of people that they're taking this as like a true off season. Yeah. I almost kind of consider myself in that boat. Like I'm dabbling in cyclocross. Kind of yourself too, right? Yeah, I would consider that. Dabbling in it, but it's definitely not like a a really serious thing that I'm doing. I think it's important to do bike races that are purely meant to be fun. Yeah, I think so. It's a good way to stay in shape and kind of like... Yeah, just have fun at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So what do we? What do you do then? Like, yeah, when the weather gets cold, it's it's getting kind of that time too where you can't really ride after work, which is like super sad because it just means that you know, like during the week, you gotta like ride the trainer or ride really early with a ton of layers on. Yeah, yeah. I am not riding early before work because I have to go to work at seven. That's pretty early. 
Yeah, but after work, and I've I've been kind of tossing it up lately because right now is that period where it gets dark at six thirty, but I can be on my bike by four thirty. So it's like, do I just go outside for two hours mm-hmm. and or do I get like a good workout inside on like Trainer Road? So uh, I actually decided to do a lower volume trainer road uh block before i get into the high volume blocks yeah yeah and i think i think this is actually going to really help just my motivation and stuff because Mm -hmm. it's going to keep me in it's going to give me a little bit of fitness but it's also only like an hour or so a day so yeah it's, it's not gonna it's not enough to burn you out it's not enough to uh make you feel like you're losing fitness so I think it's it's going to be like the perfect amount and keep me motivated to jump into the high volume stuff. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a good idea. You just don't want to like, you know, it's so far away from, I guess, like the next season. All you want to do is make sure that you're not going to like burn yourself out while like maintaining a very baseline of fitness. Yeah. And I'm planning on doing an early peak next year. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of hoping to do an earlier peak and at the, like the beginning of like May. Mm-hmm. And then kind of keeping it through the end of like toad. Okay, so kind of like making sure you're, that you're fast. Yeah, because I want in the in the meat of summer. Yeah, because I want to try doing like pro one two three races mm-hmm. uh, on like a local level. Yeah, on a local level. So I want to I want to be at a fitness level that I can do that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I race those races, that'll kind of keep the fitness up. Yeah, I think that's a smart smart move. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, so for myself, like I'm I'm kind of taking a similar approach. I'm doing like some some kind of like lighter workouts, lighter training, but I'm definitely making it a point to go to the gym. I just got a gym membership. And I know I like this year I've had a ton of like imbalances that have really affected like power on the bike and just general comfort on the bike. So my my goal for like this period in the season is to definitely ride a little bit during the week, mostly focus on lifting during the week, and then get some longer rides on the weekends. Just kind of like when the weather's nice, get outside, have some fun, maybe do a cross race or two. But you know, it's really hard to ride when you're lifting weights. Yeah. I found. Oh, like, yeah. If you're really smart about it, you should have like a transition period where you kind of do really light lifts like hardly any weight mostly body weight stuff yeah that's what i was gonna say was you yeah. gotta start off with about probably i would say start off at about 75 oh, percent but dude i hate that so much oh, i yeah. went to the gym last week and i just squatted right away and that was a week ago and i just felt better today yeah today was the first day where i could walk without pain yeah yeah <laughs> you gotta start like, at like 70 75 percent yeah and that's... then kind of work up to 100 percent of like doing like five sets of five you know if you go in and do 100 percent of your five sets of five you're gonna feel really good when mm. you leave the gym but the next week you're gonna regret it oh it was it was just bad it was bad so that was a mistake but i feel like i got that first like initial like crazy soreness out of the way so i'm going to continue to lift probably not as heavy as i did that single day and hopefully just keep it consistent yeah uh, i don't know as a cyclist weightlifting's all right you know i, I kind of like it but it's definitely feels like something that i'm doing to get better on the bike rather than doing something that i just like in and of itself yeah but you were a big weightlifter you like weightlifting yeah weights. i used to i used to do a lot of weightlifting yeah. so i actually do enjoy getting into the gym um it was always very cheap to do that so yeah now that it's cool right yeah now that it's like super expensive 
Yeah, so gym memberships. Bit, yeah. yeah. What and was it when we were at Whitewater? It was like $50 for the whole semester. $100 for the year. For the year, yeah. Inclu- I think that And they had like somewhere. a, it was like a NCAA, yeah. like, style or quality gym. It was, like, yeah, it, it was, was a college it, gym. College, yeah, for college athletes. It was really good. Yeah. And before that was kind of the start of, like, the cheap gyms. Mm-hmm. So when I was in high school... Like, our high school gym was pretty small, and it would get really packed Yeah, if you weren't in a sport and you just tried to go after school. So, I got a, a membership to the Experience Fitness. Oh, okay. And it was $10 a month, and if it's you joined in, like, June, there was no uh, entry fee. Oh, nice. So, I was paying $120 a year. Yeah. I So, like, I just joined a gym. And it's an Anytime Fitness, which is like a little bit more expensive because you can use any of their facilities anywhere around the world. Mm-hmm. I think they're just in the United States, but it was, it's like $45 a month. Yeah. And that's, man, that's like, it doesn't seem like a ton, but it adds up for sure. If you weren't biking and that's the only thing you were paying for, oh, I, I would totally do it. I would probably do like the nicer memberships where you get like some personal training and you get some guidance and they do like programming and stuff. But yeah, I mean... I, I just need the gym in and of itself, and then yeah. I can do my own workouts. Yeah, and back when, when I was a huge weightlifter, and I wasn't biking or anything, so mm-hmm. when I was I was planning on, when I left school, and if I moved to Madison, was going to, like, a $150 gym, like, a month. Yeah. You know what are crazy expensive are CrossFit gyms. Those are stupid. Holy expensive. cow. I know we did an episode on CrossFit, and I, I still, like, mad respect for CrossFit, but, like, man, <laughs> dude, the gyms are... I was looking up, like, I was just vaguely interested, not necessarily enjoying, but just seeing, like, how much they were. It's like, if you just want to go to a gym just for the classes, it's like 160 a month. I feel just like... for the classes. I feel like... And that's on the low It's very end, similar to... Like, it's similar to, like, a bike shop where you, people don't really ever pay full price. They kind of no, get a deal some way. And I, I feel like they, they, they get a deal. I don't think anybody gets a deal at a CrossFit gym. You don't think so? Maybe a couple people have, like their buddy buddy with somebody that works there but no i think those gyms are pretty much like everybody pays that that price i mean if you think about the demographic of crossfit too you know it's probably it's pretty broad like i don't think there's yeah it's a lot of it's a lot i feel like it's probably how bike shops should operate like they probably shouldn't be giving discounts to everybody but yeah but i feel like that's the only way you get people in like especially with online first off if you didn't know um, Amazon sells like cassettes and chains at, at the same cost that bike shops oh, get them at. Tubes is what you really should go for online. Yeah. Tubes. Or at Walmart. Or at Walmart, yeah. Tubes are Bicycle $4 tubes. Dollars at Walmart. A and tube's they're a tube. the same quality as a bike shop. Tube's tube. a tube. Well, that, we got off on a little bit of a tangent on gyms <laughs> and stuff like that. But I think something that we should kind of touch on is like, how do you ride outside when it gets to be this. I don't want to say it's like cold yet, but it's nippy. Yeah. It's nippy. Okay. How do you keep? So uh, let's let's kind of tie so it like, into how do you keep the motivation to go outside since we we're talking about motivation. Yeah, yeah. So when I when the weekend comes around at this time of the year, it's just kind of like ride however you want to ride. That's that's basically as simply as I can put it. Yeah. Have fun. Like if you want to do a group ride and go like super hard, as long as you're not burnt out, like don't feel like you sh- need to do anything. Like, if you want to go, like, putz around for, like, an hour and just, like, grab a coffee, do that. If you want to go ride for five hours, like, do that. I think you should just ride however you feel like riding and don't 
think about things that you need to do because yeah. like you don't need to do anything yeah for an example um two weeks ago i did a 15 hour week and and then the last day I, we were we were planning on doing like three hours uh-huh. and then we went out and like an hour in we're like so do you guys want to hit a coffee shop back, <laughs> back in sun prairie and at that point like my first thought was no i can't i gotta hit the three yeah. hours today but then my second thought was wait I don't need to hit, to hit three hours. Yeah. I was like, let's go to a coffee shop. And honestly, that was like one of the most fun rides I've had in a while. Yeah, same I, here. I really enjoy, I always, I always enjoy going to a coffee shop with the people. I think my favorite rides are not like, so going out with some buddies, doing like a medium ride, somewhere yeah. between like two and three hours, maybe like no more than three and a half hours, and throwing in a bunch of town line sprints. Yeah. That is is my favorite ride. Call me up any mm-hmm. day of the week and I'll be there for that ride. Yeah. It's a blast. Like it's the perfect mix of like social yet like you get to like kind of hammer a little bit, but you're not really like killing yourself mm-hmm. or anything. What I think you got to do with the townline sprints too is keep them short. Yeah. Like yeah. 50 to 100 meters. And it should be called out randomly. Yes. 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 Called out randomly. Nobody's really prepared for it. Yeah. And then no lead outs. Everybody no. starts at like at the same line. Or and that's why I, you I keep them like, short. But I kind of like to sometimes you okay. throw in one that's like kind of long yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like everybody, you play the game where it's like you know, you gotta look at each other and somebody kind of goes to the front but they're not going that hard because yeah, they want to yeah. react. Like I kind of like those too. Yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those uh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting excited for these like off season rides now. We gotta right? get some bros together. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we'll talk so, about yeah. How do you get outside? How do you get winter? outside and ride? So when it gets cold and be, I don't know, dude. Being in Wisconsin, I think the threshold for cold is pretty low for us. Like oh, yeah. I consider below freezing, like below about 35 degrees, is like cold. Like that's oh, I really cold. Like like really cold for me is below probably five or ten degrees going out but then out riding by out, out riding, riding i would that's say what I mean. anything below 25 yeah is cross-country ski weather yeah see like that's what i i don't know i'm always conflicted by that right because part of me wants to go out and ride when it's really cold mm-hmm. and if you want to ride when it's really cold i'm of the opinion that you can pretty much ride in any temperature as long as it's above like zero so as long as you have your feet and your hands taken care of, you that's, know, like, yeah. And that's always the issue. Yeah. So I can keep my body warm with like a couple amounts, you know, a couple articles of clothing for if it's really cold, I'll put like two or three, um, like uh, thermal leg warmers, not leg warmers, leggings, like not leggings. I don't know. Riding pants. We'll call them riding pants. Riding. They're, yeah, like, they're call them leggings. Yeah. They're leggings. They're tighter, but I use like a Bontrager thermal one and it works super well. And then I usually have, I have a super warm jacket that I only need like a couple layers under when it's that cold. But for my hands, I had to, I've been searching for so long for a really good pair of gloves. And I think I have them. It's a pair of Toco actual cross country ski gloves. So they're not cycling gloves. They're cross country ski gloves for like really cold weather and they work really good. So I can pretty much take those down to about 10 degrees. And then for my feet, I actually just bought a pair of winter cycling shoes. They're actually winter. Mount. Oh, you did? I did. Yep. They're actually winter mountain. They're the specialized ones. Okay. The specialized like trail something something. Yeah. Yeah. Those those ones that we found for like seventy five dollars. Yeah, they were on okay. sale at Eric's. Yeah. Yeah. The, so, the ones in my size were not seventy five dollars. The yeah. one in Rick's size 
was $75, which, and mine were like 130 Which is the first time that's ever happened because I have a like a super basic shoe size, nine. Like that's the most, one of the most common shoe sizes. Eh, it's a little small. Okay, 10 is. 10 is the most common. 10 is, yeah. It's yeah. Like 10. And I wear Wait, 10 call my Wait, call my shoe small? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I bought those, and I haven't used them yet, but I'm hoping that'll get me to the, like the same spot where I can go outside and ride in like mm-hmm. 5 to 10 degrees. Anything below that, like I'm not even considering riding my bike. Yeah. And to be honest, I really don't want to ride it like kind of how, what you said below like 25 degrees. Yeah. Because it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. So my plan is, uh, so I've ridden in like 35 degree weather and I was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so my big issue is I can, I'm good across the board except for my toes. Here's why is um, I used to do a lot of hunting when I was younger yeah and I got frostbite on my toes oh and on my fingers but uh what happens then is it kind of kills your circulation really so I get really cold toes really quickly interesting so uh what I plan on doing is I'm gonna switch out my mountain bike pedals on my like training bike slash cross bike because the metal on like the SPD so I have Shimano XT pedals Mm -hmm. or XT I think it's XT XT pedals and the metal on there like freezes or like gets super cold oh and it just sucks all the heat from your your toes I never thought about that yeah because those mountain bike shoes are not thick right and the metal on that pedal gets very cold when it's below below freezing hmm so and especially like if there's a little bit of water on the road yeah yeah it gets like water on it and it you know so I'm going to switch those out with my, it's, it's like kind of like a plastic slash metal pedal. Okay. So it's not going to get so cold. Is it like a platform pedal? No, no. Okay. It's, it's just my road bike pedal, but it's a lower end pedal that I've had mm. ever since I started. Okay. And it's more of like a hard plastic. I don't even think it's metal. That's a good idea. So that'll keep your yeah. keep the heat from mm-hmm. being sucked out of your shoe. Yeah, and then I also have more like toe space in my road shoes, mm-hmm. so it'll help the circulation. Yeah. And then I'm going to get wool um overshoe like those overshoe socks, yeah. but they're wool. Okay. And then I have Bontrager, they're like the Bontrager RXL shoe covers mm-hmm. which are more so for like wind slash kind of oh, when it gets colder yeah. yep those are good those so, are good and which which are actually they've always been like a l- little big on me but i don't think a medium would fit so i think with the wool sock and that on it'll be perfect i think you're gonna be sad that way yeah, yeah. sweet i think if those who are wondering who, what brand i'm getting i'm getting um it's like Fast Streak or something. It wasn't Physique, was it? No. What brand do you Fleet have? Feet? Fleet Feet? No, it's not Feet. Feet. No. What brand do you have? Bontrager. I have Bontrager. Oh, okay. Or Defeat? Um, Are you thinking of it? You're thinking they of might, D- yeah, Defeat. Defeat. Yeah, Defeat. Um, I forgot what they're called. But they're the warm ones, though. It's the warm ones. They only make... They make shoe covers, which are nylon, mm-hmm. but this one is like 50% wool or like 75% wool. So I think it'll help keep the heat in more. I think you should be good with that. But yeah, besides that, like I've gone out in cold weather and have been perfectly fine besides that. So yeah. I think if I get that solved, I can go out in pretty much any weather. And I, I think that's a... Why don't you talk... Why don't we talk about like our... Just quick, like ex, like what, what gear... On a cold day, what do you go out in? Okay, so I kind of got my like hands 
and feet covered, like let's say this is below 20 degrees, I'm putting on a pair of cycling. Maybe below 30 degrees. Below 30. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm still going to keep my hands and feet the same. Yeah. I, I don't care if my hands are sweating and my my toes and feet are sweating. I want them to be really warm because if they're cold at all, I'll be uncomfortable and yeah. I'll not want to ride. So I'm going to do basically the same thing for the hands and the feet. I'll wear a, so let's say 30 degrees, I will wear a pair of bib shorts and then over that I'll put like a one thermal legging and then I'll have a cycling jersey on with like one layer, maybe a fleece layer and then I have a Bontrager Triple X thermal jacket. I think it's a Triple X. I think it's Velosis. Well, it's kind of old though. Oh, okay. So like it's either Velosis or it's either, or Triple X, it's one of the two. So I'll put that on. And then I'll have like um, like a buff like to basically keep my face warm. Yep. Hel- and then um, I'll put that over my head too. And then helmet and glasses and I'm good yeah. to go. That's like my 30 degree riding weather. Okay. Yeah. What yeah. about you? What are you wearing? Uh, similar. Yeah. So I, I just explained what I use on my, my feet. Um, then I'll have wool socks. I got uh, wool Pearl Izumi socks. They're really mm-hmm. nice. You know, if you need yeah. a pair of wool socks, I definitely recommend those. Uh, and then yeah, for the legs, I'll actually if it's really cold, I'll put leg warmers on underneath, you know, with my bibs. Yeah. And then the same Bond Traeger, I think it's the Velosis leg, like leggings. Yeah. They go. They don't have a pad in them, but they go over your bibs. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got too. Yeah. And then uh, I'll put a a uh, what are they called? The um, they're like a wool. Uh, goes like underneath everything oh base layer base layer yeah, yeah like a wool base layer <laughs> specifically a cross-country ski one because they it keeps in only a certain amount of heat because if you if it keeps in too much heat you'll start sweating mm-hmm. and if you, sweat, you want to sweat yeah, you don't core, wanna, at least yeah, yeah you want to you want to let air out the back i think is what it does yeah and then um over that i'll wear arm warmers and then over that i'll still wear a jersey and then my velocis Bontrager jacket which like if if anyone needs to know like how cold you can get with that it's essentially just a a winter jacket yeah it's very it, it's thin. so warm it's unbelievable it's super thin so it you don't think you can wear it in really cold weather but you could go down to 25 degrees in just that oh absolutely and a lot of times i ride I'll ride with that and like two layers below it and I'll be too hot. Like yeah. I have to take, and it just doesn't feel right. Cause I'll be riding in like, yeah, 20 degrees with like that jacket and a cycling jersey on. And I'll be like, what is going on? Yeah. And then I'll have a neck gaiter uh, that I'll put over my face. And then I typically don't wear like a hat, but I'll wear a, a uh, headband. Mm. And then I'll put on like my Bond Traeger helmet. That is the, which one is that? The, You've got the ballista, yeah. Which doesn't really have vents, so it keeps heat in pretty well. Yeah. You know, my, I don't really mind the cold when I go ride. It's not really the cold that bothers me. The one thing I just hate is being wet. I yeah. feel like when you ride in the winter, like, you're just perpetually wet. Mm-hmm. So, like, invest in a good pair of shoe covers. I think that's, like, rule number one. Good, co- good pair of shoe covers because your feet will get wet unless you have something waterproof on them. Yeah. If I did it all over again, one of the, I would probably get one of the. I think it's a bond trigger thing. It's like a hundred bucks, 
but those things will go down to pretty cold yeah. because they're multi-layered so the outside is waterproof and the inside is like thermal it's super warm i have a pair they're so nice yeah. so i think that would i think like there's many times where i wished i had better foot protection yeah i think in the winter it's really so there's some people that will basically ride the trainer all winter and then some people that are really like gung-ho about not riding the trainer and will basically ride outside as much as they can and yeah. like be wet and slushy i think it's super important to just do other things too like oh yeah as i mean nobody you know like i don't and i don't know if any people that do get paid to ride their bike are listening but like most people that ride their bike do it for fun and even if you're competing you're still competing for fun and like it's really important to be like a more like complete person and like go enjoy other things enjoy other things like you know go skiing like we're big cross well i wouldn't say we're big cross country skiers because we don't have winter <laughs> in wisconsin anymore like we haven't had snow for like the past three years yeah but like we we cross country ski like that's a lot of fun whenever I used, the, I used to be really into like pond hockey oh yeah pond hockey oh, too that's a great workout we, we might be doing an indoor soccer league yeah possibly, possibly. we've got to figure that out but yeah just like other stuff that's still fitness like running around for an hour playing soccer or playing pond hockey like you're not that's fitness like you put it in the bank like it might not be like directly on your bike but you know it's just it's good as like that's that's how you get to september and you still want to race your bike and not like throw it off the dock and watch it sink to the bottom of a lake yeah yeah it's by doing other things in winter all right and then um Oh, really quick too. I have the same Toko like claw gloves. Oh, lobster gloves. Yeah, lobster, yeah, gloves. lobster gloves. If you're gonna get gloves for winter, just go straight to lobster gloves. Lobster gloves. And There's then so you, much warmer. Yeah. Then if you need to, a like a really thin uh, glove underneath, and that'll keep you going pretty you'll be, warm. You'll be good to go. And then uh, on top of that too, just want to make a note that if you have a USA Cycling license, mm-hmm. you actually get a discount on a site called Experticity. Yep, it's a. Oh, how would you describe it? It's it's a um, it's essentially like a shop cost. A web yeah, it's a website for outdoor professionals that gives you discounts like fifty percent brands on some good good brands. A lot too. of brands. And you know, it's it seems kind of like a crazy idea to me because you know you're you're really for just being a USA Cycling member. For being a bike racer already, you get these really good deals on mm-hmm. brands you probably already use. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm guessing like all those brands think like, you know, we're giving them a discount, mm-hmm. but if we can get as many people in this field, like in yeah, the it's, stuff, it's right. It's just getting more people that are active yeah. and in the industry to, to essentially, you know, wear. Call like Pearl Izumi. If everyone buys like one Pearl Izumi thing. Yep. You know, then a lot of people see Pearl Zumi. That's it. That's that's the whole idea, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, so moving on to uh, Christmas is coming up. Christmas is like three months away. You got to start thinking. I plan my Christmas Two gifts. months away. I'm sorry. I plan my Christmas yeah. gifts like six months in advance. So Do I, you want to know what I'm getting this year? Okay. Just to preface this. <laughs> <laughs> just to preface this. I love Christmas, but I respect Thanksgiving and Halloween enough to let those things happen before I go into Christmas mode. Yeah, you know, 
I haven't celebrated Halloween in a long time, and Thanksgiving was never really, like, huge in our family. Okay. Because we don't have, like, family near us. It's because you guys are so obsessed with Christmas that you just wanted to skip Yeah, two. man. Yeah, man. And this... Well, you know, if you go to the apartment stores, they've basically already skipped both anyways. I already... Oh, I, yeah. I, somebody was telling me they saw Christmas stuff in, like, Target. I'm like... I remember... You've got to be kidding me. I remember when I worked at Shopco, and we get our Christmas stuff, like, in... Like July. Oh my gosh, Christmas in July. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> what, what are your Christmas gifts, Ryan? Uh, I'm getting a new gaming PC. Oh, a gaming PC. A gaming PC. Really? What kind of games are you gonna play? Uh, Pro Cycling Manager 2018. Are you yes, gonna play that with on, me? The LV on list. I'll, so my, I'll crush you. By the way, I'm so good at that game. Anybody that wants to play me with at Pro Cycling Manager 2018, come at me. Let's go. Yeah. So a little quick background of me. I work in IT. So I've one thing I've always wanted to do is build a PC, and mm-hmm. so I'm not building a PC, but I'm getting a PC that I can upgrade, because mm-hmm. getting like building one is now Expensive. it used to be a lot. Of, it actually used to be cheaper to build one, mm-hmm. but now things like uh, RAM have gotten very expensive, where it used to be like the cheapest thing. So it's actually cheaper to buy a full computer now than it is to build one. But yep. then it, it the the one the complete ones uh they leave room for upgrading so i'm gonna do that and it's kind of just something i've always wanted to do i like playing games and something i do when i'm not biking yeah i have other hobbies for sure i like playing games too i've always wanted to get a gaming pc but it's always been like a little outside of the budget for me yeah and but like eventually i'm gonna put together like some money aside and kind of get into that yeah and you know it's gonna be kind of like a my birthday's coming up in a month so it's gonna be like a birthday, Christmas, and I'm gonna be putting my own money into it. Heck yeah! So I'm gonna I'm gonna probably spend around a thousand dollars, but that'll be a PC that you can keep for your entire life. And the great thing is like, if you ever want to get like, say you want a new case, mm-hmm. you get a new case, but then just transport everything over. So it's something that like once you buy it, it's pretty cheap to switch things out and yeah, kind of yeah. change it how you want to change it. Yeah. So I like it. That's I'll come over and play it. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, besides that, I mean, uh, I mean, it's not me, but Anna, my girlfriend, uh, for Christmas and stuff, she's getting a bunch of biking gear, cold weather nice. gear. She actually just cold weather ordered gear. a bunch of cold weather gear from um, oh another site called Steep and Cheap. Ah, uh, Steep and Cheap. She got ordered some, got some good deals on that. Yeah, she ordered a bunch of cold weather gear from there, so she got like a ninety dollar jacket that is like two hundred fifty dollars retail. What? Yeah. That's pretty solid. And, you know, like, arm warmers, leg warmers and stuff you get for, like, 50% off because it's all overstock from yeah. last year. And they put it on steep and cheap. And because she's su- such a small person, she... <laughs> Size extra small. She gets a little bit more, like, options. It must be nice. But, yeah, if you ever... nice. People listening to this, if you ever need, like, new cycling shoes or anything, go to steep and cheap first because you'll probably find the pair that you want, but, like, maybe 50 to to $100 off. Yeah, always worth checking out the deals first. Yeah. Always like, worth it. Like, Jiro and stuff, they have, like, Jiro tech lace and stuff oh, yeah. on it's there usually for, like, just $100 like, off. Yeah, it's usually just, like, the last year's model or maybe, like, mm-hmm. one model outside of the new stuff. Yeah. What about you? Any uh, cycling stuff? Jeez, I haven't even thought about Christmas that much. What? Um, I'm going to be actually doing a ton of, like, downhill skiing this year. Okay. I'm getting, like, so I, I used to be really be into, like, park skiing, freestyle skiing. And I've made it, like, my mission this winter to, like, just do stuff other than biking because I start getting really burnt out around, like, March and April. And that's when I should be, like, heck, yeah, let's go. It's time to race. So I'm actually going out west to visit our friend Tommy. Uh, going to spend, like, a week out there doing some some park skiing. So 
on my Christmas list, I'm trying to get some new snow pants, possibly Ooh. some new ski goggles. Ooh. And uh, are you gonna get the ones that are like mirrored? Oh, of course. So there you, you go. gotta block all the haters out. Yeah. And then you gotta get a new ski jacket that's you know a triple XL. I actually already have those. Oh, so you do. I used to be like a uh, ski bum, ski bum, ski park, rat. park rat, park as rat. some might call it. So I currently have a pair of like triple uh, XL pants with a four XL jacket. Ha! Um, if anybody is listening to this, it probably doesn't make any sense. I'm not. I'm not a very large person. No. Nope. But that was just kind of the style when I was like in high school and skiing all the time. Like for kids that were always doing like the freestyle park stuff. So I'm gonna like be. I'm probably gonna try to like get something that's more age appropriate, like a size medium uh, mm-hmm. ski pants and like a medium ski jacket. So yeah, those are the things that are kind of on my Christmas list. But bike things specifically. You know, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of set. I really need actually a new trainer because yeah. I got a noise violation in my apartment. Ooh. Really salty about that because my trainer's too loud, which is a bummer. So I got to buy a new trainer. And there's a trainer called this, I think it's called the Stack Zero, which instead of using a, a, like a freewheel or like a, like a mag trainer or like a fluid trainer does, it uses a magnet Okay. that nothing touches your wheel. But the magnet controls the resistance, so it basically. This sounds crazy, but you put like you put like a metal plate on on your wheel. You just clip it right on, and anytime that like plate goes through the magnet, it slows it down. It acts as like a. It, it uses the force. I'm not a scientist. It uses the forces of magnets to slow the wheel down. Yeah, so it the makes force. I've, I'm familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it makes like zero noise. The only noise that it makes is or that that it still is there is your drivetrain. Oh. Yeah. So I I'm probably going to put that on my Christmas list. Okay. Kaylee, yeah. if you're listening. It's interesting. I have I have the Magnus Smart Trainer. Yeah. If you if you have the $500 to fork over I think for that. 600 actually. 600. Yeah. You have the $600 to fork over for that. It's a smart trainer. It's a it's a it's a good trainer. Mm-hmm. I've had that for a year and a half, almost yeah. going on 2 years now. If you're looking to gift that cycling fanatic enthusiast racer something really cool in your family, uh I reckon they have a power meter or a power trainer. Get them like a month of trainer rotor Zwift if they yeah. don't already use it or have it, or like both, or maybe try it both. Out. Try it out. Try yeah, it out. it's pretty. I think that's like the best thing to do mm-hmm. in the winter if you still want to ride your bike. If and you're if you're saying, somebody that likes structure, do trainer road. And if you're somebody that likes mm-hmm. bright lights and noises and cartoon bikers, do Zwift. And it's it's worth pointing out that you don't need a power meter or a no, power don't. or a smart trainer to do Zwift or trainer road. They have like a what's called like estimated power, I virtual think? power, virtual is what they power. Call it. Yeah. yeah. And both of them have their own way of calculating that that are mm. I think pretty much the same thing. Yeah, and I I did that for a long time. Was mm. I just did virtual power on trainer road. Your power is not going to be accurate. But that's okay. Yeah, which is okay because what's it's a measurement device. Yeah, what's important is you can track, you know, your progress still. Yeah. So I think when I was on uh, virtual power, it said my FTP was like three thirty something. Yeah. Like crazy big when it was really maybe two fifty. You know, maybe. Yeah. So it was pretty far off, but I could see the progress that I made from like I think I started at like two ninety five to. 
335. Yeah. So you could still track that progress. Unless you're just comparing numbers with somebody, it doesn't matter, right? Because it's just the change in that number that you're concerned about. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, then... um, Great. I'm glad we covered Christmas gifts in the beginning of October, Ryan. Way to go. This is when I started thinking about it. I know. I know. (laughs) All right, so our, our, our last topic here is... What what should you be upgrading on your bike or just general maintenance that you need you should be doing over the winter? Oh, that's a good one. Um, the one thing so, I I number one thing for me is up just change your chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think you should change your chain probably once every year. Yeah, because uh, chains are cheap. You can get them for like thirty thirty five dollars, and you you can replace it yourself if you've never replaced it. Just go watch a YouTube video. It's pretty it's, easy. It's super easy to do. And the tool to replace a chain is like $10, may, probably less. And that's what's going to make your entire drive cha- train just last longer. Yeah. Because I made the bad idea of not changing out my chain for like two years, two or three years. And even though everything works, um, what I didn't realize is that, is that it just completely destroyed all the teeth on my cassette and on my uh, front chain ring mm-hmm. that I had to replace everything. Bummer. And that's why I went to a one-by. <laughs> Smart. Um, so I'm going to take more of like a macro like view of this. I think that at the end of your season, you should go in and have like a shop, unless you're a mechanic yourself. And I'm not. So this is my perspective. You should go take your bike in for a tune-up at the end of your season. So, like, for example, let's say you're doing, like, you're a crit racer. Racing ends around, like, um, Labor Day weekend. So I think right after that, when you're taking your kind of, like, postseason time off, go take your bike in and have them, you know, get it dialed in, get it tuned up. And I think that will basically last you from that point until the start of your race season. Right. If you get if whatever they need to replace, they replace. If you get it kind of tuned up, because in that period of time, you're going to be doing all of your base training. You're going to be putting a ton of miles on your bike. You're probably going to be riding it in some less than optimal weather. So then right before your race season starts, do the same thing. Like take your bike in. For me, I'll probably do that like mid-March and just tell them, all right, what else needs to be replaced? If nothing needs to be replaced, cool, you're good to go. If they catch something or if they think like, oh yeah, you need a new cassette or whatever, it, it's there and they're going to be there to dial it in for you. Yeah, I'm... So that's a non-mechanical yeah. perspective on that. As someone who was a mechanic, mm-hmm. um, I would almost recommend... You can do most things by yourself. The one thing I would probably say is not doing yourself is doing cables. I was just going to say... Cables, cables and housing is probably the number one thing so you should get replaced before you start racing. For yeah, sure. that can be time consuming because it can it can be tough depending on the bike that you have. Um, cables themselves you can typically do yourself. That's not very hard. Um, changing a cassette is pretty easy. Changing a chain, uh, cleaning your your um, your uh, bottom Dry. bracket, yeah, or your crank set is pretty easy i mean you can do it all like within 15 minutes each thing takes maybe like 15 minutes to do and it's significantly cheaper to do it yourself than to pay someone to do it yeah unless you're okay with spending um like 200 dollars to have i mean that'll 250 dollars will give get you everything that you need Mm -hmm. you know cleaning cleaning cassette cleaning the bottom bracket changing out all the the uh, cables and cable housing but 
just realize that you know the going to a bike shop you know they're gonna try to get it's gonna money. cost money it's gonna cost money. yeah my opinion is yeah i think that's a really good point cables and housing i think is like the most important thing to get replaced and do it well because it's the thing that is going to take a ton of wear and tear no matter how much or well no matter where you ride it and it's something that's not easily fixed and replaced you know like if your bottom bracket is creaking it's pretty fast you can take it you can take the cranks off yeah. clean it put it back together like that's pretty easy pretty much everything else on your bike is rel- maybe your bearing your wheels bearings and your wheels but that's going to be like it's pretty that doesn't that doesn't that's, go that's very often not very often so yeah. every couple of years for that have them check it at the bike shop but yeah cables and housing i've been on rides where i broke like a front derailleur cable really no 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 i'm sorry a rear derailleur cable um so i i was basically stuck in my it was my Hardest 28 gear. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. It was my 11. I was stuck in my 11, and I could shift between my uh, front chain rings, and that was not fun. And then I had to go get it, like, replaced and fixed, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't, like, it's not a very fast fix. It's not like you can pop in, get it the same day at a bike shop. So that's that's my recommendation. And my my old, my Cannondale, my Super 6 Evo, that was all external routing, so I could do, like, a a uh, cable I can oh, do a cable in five I minutes I hate internal routing I think it's the biggest <sighs> the biggest scam ever I think it's a scam yeah alright well nobody needs that one or two that watts watts. of aerodynamics oh, it looks for clean for the pain in the butt that it, yeah. ta- that it creates give me a break mm-hmm. like, like um, it looks clean it looks yeah clean. but I don't care if it looks clean if I can't work on it yeah I really like external routing external routing is the way so to go so much easier yeah Breaking all the rules but, on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see now that I have all internal routing, and I've heard there's it's tough. Like the allays can be tough to, especially like on an arrow frame. It's, yeah, it's there. The tubing is weird, and yeah. So I we'll see when when it comes to that. But if you can do it yourself, do it yourself. Do it yourself. But if you don't want to buy the tools and stuff, that's another thing. Is the tools can be expensive sometimes. Yep. Um, especially a torque wrench. Don't don't go for a cheap torque wrench because mm-hmm. that can mess up carbon. Yeah, it's got it should be. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, besides that, if you're okay with you know paying someone to do it, pay someone. If you're on a budget, do it yourself. There's tons of YouTube videos that will explain. Yeah, everything. YouTube is basically your knowledge hub. Yeah, cool. All right, so Rick, uh, anything grinding your gears? Oh, what's grinding my gears? Well, I just kind of talked about internal routing grinding my gears grinding my gears this is something that i didn't experience this week but i think you might have experienced we cannot confirm nor deny but when there's a cross race Mm -hmm. and like the race promoter goes out and waters i've done races where this has happened i can't confirm we'll not name races but where the promoter goes out and waters areas of the track for the sake of having mud give me a break so it, just because something is a cyclocross race it doesn't mean there has to be mud. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's muddy weather is a function of rain or muddy what muddy conditions in a cross race. It's because it rained. You get we get it. It's you know like we're gonna race in the rain. It's gonna be muddy. Nobody waters the cement when it's time to race a crit. Like nobody cares about oh it's wet pavement day. Like no, it's it's the silliest thing I've ever heard. And there's nothing wrong with a dry cross race. That's what I'm getting at. Love it. Love it. Grinding my gears. I really hate 
really muddy races just because it makes it just a pain to clean your yeah, bike. Because then you got to go clean your bike. You got to yeah. take apart your bottom bracket. You got to clean out all the crap from your derailleurs and cables and shifting. Also, oh, there was mud at the race. Give me a break. It's grinding my gears this week, everybody. I've had bottom bracket seeds because of mud. Yeah, it's the worst thing ever. It's like you might as well charge everybody an extra 20 bucks for cracking. It's not, not cracking anything. I don't know. That's how much this is grinding my gears, Ryan. I can't, can't even, even think finish straight. my thought. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's, that's yeah, that's me. Thanks for listening to Bike Race Weekly. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram, bike underscore racing underscore weekly. Also go check out our Facebook, Bike Race Bike Racing Weekly. Bike Racing bike, Weekly. Is our Instagram Bike Race Weekly or Bike Racing? Ra- racing. Racing. Yeah. All Naming right. conventions are our, not our strong suit. Yep. Bike underscore racing underscore <laughs> weekly. Facebook is just Bike Racing Weekly. Yeah. All right. And uh, we'll be back next week. Anything else? Well, no. Well, be sure to like and subscribe to leave a review. We always love when people tell us how much they like us. And you know, if you want to leave a less than five star review... You don't, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to. But you can, You can, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. Come tell us in person, and then, well, I don't know. I'll yeah, probably, we'd rather I'll hear that in cry. person. I honestly cry thinking about it at night. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's it, everybody. We'll see you next week.